You're listening to the OKC82 Podcast with Brady Trantham and Madison Morris. The best place for OKC Thunder basketball. A part of 1077 The Franchise Podcast Network. All right, what's up, everybody? Welcome to another edition of the OKC82 Podcast. I am Brady Trantham. That is Madison Morris. And over there is one intern DP slash Derek Parker. Um, do you have any other aliases, sir? Uh, I go by DJ. Why? My middle name is James. Um, I'm just joking. I've never gone by DJ in my entire life. (laughs) I just made that up. DJP! I was going to say, is that why you like LeBron James? Correct. I see. I see. Well, um, we're talking about nonsensical stuff right now because uh, for Thunder fans, that was was a nightmare. That was a train wreck. Uh, The Heat destroy Oklahoma City. Now, I know they didn't destroy them on the scoreboard at the end, but really... This game was completely in Miami's control after the Thunder started the game off 13 to nothing, and then the Heat just proceeded to just destroy them. Uh, the yeah. Heat, the Heat bench, uh, outscored the Thunder bench 67 to 10, and you know there are some caveats to that. Goran Dragic <clears throat> comes off the bench and hits his first five threes. Dragic is a you know he's kind of like Dennis Schroeder in that he could start for you know a good portion of the league just by himself. Um, has been a, um, a heat starter this season, but recently, or going back a few months, Justice Winslow kind of took his spot. Um, so he's more than capable of knocking down shots. Uh, Dwayne Wade, <clears throat> and this was this was awesome for me because, as um, all of our listeners probably annoyingly know, I am a large Dwayne Wade fan. And tonight he was vintage Dwayne Wade. He hit everything in the arsenal, uh, cutting down the baseline, the. Uh, uh, getting the ball on the high post, uh, dribble, dribble, and then uh, pump fake, turnaround jumper. It, it was it was all falling for him. Looked like old Dwayne Wade, 25 points. And, of course, I guess the other thing for the Thunder is Dennis Schroeder started tonight. That's the Thunder six man, their best score off the bench. So the Thunder bench was kind of handicapped tonight. But still, 67-10 to uh, bench scoring. The Thunder weren't able to get out in the fast break. And basically, yeah, like just like I said, uh, Madison, 13-0 to start the game. And then I actually had it written down until it got a little – until the Thunder started making it a little interesting. The <laughs> After 13-0, the Heat went on a 41-16 to scoring run. <laughs> it was – it was domination. That is just awful because, I mean, I had to actually uh, just keep up with this game via social media to begin with. Um, so it, it was kind of crazy because they were keeping us updated while we were running the drive back at the station. And uh, it was just, you know, 9-0 lead, 13-0 lead. It was, it was good. It looked like a good thunder start for a team that was going to come in here and take a win tonight after already losing two straight at this point. And, uh, yeah. I mean, in the words of Derek Parker, the heat heated up. I'm just kidding. We've been joking about that all night because we have really bad dad jokes for y'all. But, I mean, it just it completely was like a reversal of the tables because it just got real sloppy. It got um, very inconsistent. And that's something that Billy Donovan talked a lot about in the postgame tonight was he said, I know it's kind of late in the season to be saying this, but this team needs to really focus on consistency and they need to improve on their consistency right now because that's kind of what is leading them to take these really bad losses. And it's just, it's disappointing to see because they come out firing, they're playing like competitive, good basketball. And I agree with Billy when he says that. But at the same time, they're letting way too many mistakes take place. They're letting uh, the other team just really heat up, and that was a pun intended, absolutely. <laughs> they're letting 
um, the opposing teams just heat up and do exactly what they need to do to take the win over the Thunder. And it's just it's disappointing because these guys, and when they come out and they start competing, but it just all goes south real fast, then it just it kind of sucks. I mean, yeah, it's uh, it's just a disappointing stretch. It's a disappointing stretch for this team, and uh, it. You know, it's really it's it's stupid to just make like harsh reactions after a game or even after a series of games because it's an 82 game grind and um, not even a month ago this team looked primed and ready for a deep playoff run. So yeah, uh, I mean Derek, I mean outside of like the obvious, no Russell Westbrook tonight because he was suspended. Uh, the fast break point differential, the bench scoring. Um, what was probably the most disappointing thing for you just watching the game from the Thunder's perspective? I mean, the most disappointing thing for me and I think for everyone is that we kind of saw their potential with that 13-0 start. You're like, man, this is what they needed to do without Russell. We needed to jump out to that big lead, keep it, maintain it, come out and get a win. And when the heat started to heat up, I mean, it's just really disappointing to see that happen, you know? Yeah, okay. That's the third time we've said that on this podcast. It's going to happen more times. It's bound to determine. It it will be stricken, like, the next time someone says heats up. I'm going to giggle. We're right in front of the court. We're going to be running, you know, we're going to run dead sprints back and forth. (laughs) Suicides. And, Madison, you have to wear your heels. I'm sorry. That's just a disaster waiting to happen, which was kind of like this game. So, ironic. Yeah, this was a, you know, I've kind of taken flack for um, my little, I guess it's a hot take, uh, saying, or me claiming that, that it, dang, dang it, allergies. Allergies suck they in Oklahoma suck. this time of year. Um, that Me saying that that Indiana collapse a uh, few nights ago or last week was the worst loss um, for the Thunder this season. Now, it's definitely not the worst team the Thunder have lost to. That would be Chicago or <laughs> the, um, Hawks. the Hawks. You know, one of those two. Um, it's certainly not the worst team they lost to. But I, I really felt in the moment and then over the next few days – um, if the Thunder are going to get bounced in the first round, it's going to be because of the reasons why they lost to Indiana. So not only did they lose a game that they had complete control over and a game where Paul was playing well, where Russell was playing well, they lost it because of their greatest weakness. So in my silly logic, that's why I kind of believe that that was the worst loss of the year. Um, I guess we can file this under the cat, the growing category of bad Thunder losses this year, and they're starting to look like – they're starting to look like last year's team, Madison, and mm-hmm. I, I can still remember uh, doing this podcast at the beginning of the year when they were in that 0-4 start, and you and I were just kind of like, man, this team has not made any strides. And it's like, yes, Russell missed the first two games. Yeah. And, yes, it's going to take a, a minute for him to get his legs back under him, but still, this team is so talented even without Russell Westbrook. That's, what, that's another reason why tonight is disappointing. It's like, yeah, the Thunder are handicapped with no Russ, but – I mean, what what the hell was that? <laughs> yeah, I, I really saw this game as an opportunity, though, because, um, yes, that is very uh, disappointing not to have your star player out on the court with you. But um, I really saw this as an opportunity for Dennis Schroeder, who did get the start tonight, and for Paul George to really step up. And, yeah, Paul George finished with 31 tonight, had a very great performance. But at the same time, I felt like this really came down to how Jeremy Grant played. He what? He had a career high or a season high? Yeah, he had a career high career twenty-seven high. points, and he was. I mean, Paul was really, really good to start the game, and during that Thunder run uh, to begin the game, he he kind of looked like old Paul George yeah. uh, prior to the All Star break. I, at one point, he was five of seven. He finishes the game nine of eighteen, but he missed his last four or five three pointers because they were just desperation heaves that I don't really count. I right. Mean, if the Thunder had simply kept it closer throughout the middle of the game I think Paul would have continued to shoot his uh 
the, the the efficiency that he started off with. So, by the way, sorry, the uh, Chesapeake crew is like putting everything up. So uh, <laughs> these if, sounds you're hearing is the the sound of the panic button. Yeah, the, the panic button is the being panic slammed has upon. Been Pushed. Yeah, it's being slammed upon on um, Twitter by uh, Thunder fans, which I, I I don't blame you. I'm an OU fan. When OU loses a game, I uh I can't be I can't be around yeah. people. People don't want to be around me, but uh, that's neither here nor there. So yeah. um, I guess the the other thing, um, Stephen Adams kind of had the Terrence Ferguson role tonight in that he had all the fouls, um, had five fouls. It's about around the nine minute mark of the of the third quarter. And it's just it's just a, an ongoing theme recently with this team in that they cannot defend without fouling. And right. they, tonight they only had 17. The Heat ended up with 13. But it, there's just something up with this defense. There's something up with the, the rotations, the communication. And I, I don't want to keep saying, like, I hadn't really mentioned it, but, you know, Markeith Morris being a part of this team, you know, after the All-Star break, you know, that, that was going to take a few games to get all the communications down because – Having a completely new player that just that doesn't affect him, and he needs to learn the communications yeah. and the calls. It affects everybody else because if he is in the, a one step in the wrong place, it makes Stephen Adams or Jeremy Grant or whoever else look terrible. Right. So it affects everybody, and I think we are well past the threshold of like, okay, let's give Markeith a few games to uh, you know get acclimated to right. the, the defensive calls, but. I mean, there's just something wrong with this defense, and it's really hard to pinpoint it on one person or one particular reason, but there, I mean, it's pretty glaring at this point. Yeah, and I mean, I kind of found it funny that even without Russell Westbrook tonight, this team managed to pick up a tech, and it actually came from Mr. Markeith Morris himself. So, I mean, obviously, I feel like these guys are not going to admit it if asked about it, but I think frustrations are a little high right now. I think uh, just emotion is really pouring out because, yeah, it's frustrating to see this from like our perspective, from fans' perspective, but we can't even imagine what they're going through right now. I mean, this is this is a big this is a big time in the season right now where everything matters. And Billy Donovan finally said that tonight. I think people have been trying to get uh, either the players or Billy to say it, but he finally said this is the most crucial part of the season right now and things are starting to collapse a little bit so it's just these guys really need to refocus they need to recenter themselves and they need to kind of figure out their priorities when they're out there on the court and I completely agree because right now it's just a little bit of pandemonium and uh, I mean I don't know he also did speak to the team's confidence right now saying that they are very competitive and that they really are working and feeding off of each other as good as they possibly can right now so I mean just yeah I agree with Brady I think some things need to change in certain areas um he I mean I think I already said this kind of earlier in the podcast but he did say that right now they're having to focus more on consistency even though it is very late in the season um but you know he just he he's starting to recognize uh what this team needs and where they need to go if they want to move forward and I think the guys are starting to recognize that as well I mean, they're going to give us kind of the cookie-cutter vanilla answer about there's no need to panic right now. We're going to be in a good place. But, I mean, they're not really showing that with their performance on the court because it's just a lot of flaring frustrations, and it's becoming very evident. Um, so Paul kind of talked about it in the locker room, but he kind of talked about how they need to go into playoff mode even in these couple these last couple games of the season. And I think that's a good mindset that they need to take on right now because we've kind of seen this team play up and down to their opponents, and I think – like with the Miami Heat, even though they're missing Russ and even though the Miami Heat aren't a top-tier team in this league, they probably aren't taking them as seriously as they were the Warriors the other night. So I think 
having that playoff mode mentality in these last 13 games will probably be really good for a team like this. Yeah, I mean, whatever whatever would help this team, whatever works for them, I, mean, I guess they need to, like, like you said, Derek, they need to get it started now because, um, I mean – I actually thought Paul in the locker room was. I thought I actually thought he was going to say playoff P needs to show up or something. <laughs> I um, wish. <laughs> it would have been cringe city from there. But I think. I mean, I don't want to say that the Thunder didn't take the Heat seriously. I don't like. I think they approached this game with the right mindset, and they certainly started it off really well. Um, completely, um, you know, indicative of how they probably approached the game. But again, it just comes down to. This team is just flawed. They're they're yeah. a flawed team, and maybe that 11 wins and 12 game stretch was kind of a, an outlier. But um, I, I don't want to believe that because I feel in that stretch and then prior to that stretch, um, pretty much the entire year, this team proved time and time and again, uh, and again that they would bring it against the Phoenixes of the world. That they would bring it against the Atlantas at home <laughs> of the world. They they certainly brought it, and they they. Uh, up the tempo when they when they would play uh, Golden State when they would play Houston, this team has it. This team is this team is really good, but they're playing terrible right now, and they're letting they're letting some trash like really affect them. And yeah. I mean, maybe maybe they need this going into the postseason. I asked Paul about that. Like, would you prefer? I mean, does it matter if this bad stretch is like towards? Um, going into the postseason, or like, is it better if it's in the middle of the year where you can kind of space things in between, or does it really matter? And he said it didn't matter, but that um, they're doing all the things that they need to do. They're just not winning games. I don't know if it's that simple because yeah. it, they're not doing all the things that they need to do. They're fouling. They're not hit. Guys are not guys like Schroeder and Terrence and Jeremy, except for tonight, of course. Jeremy was the best player on the floor. For Jeremy the was fantastic. Yeah. Um, those guys are not hitting timely shots like they were in January and February. Um, it's just not happening for him. So, I mean, I guess if Paul wants to lie to himself, I mean, I, he's not <laughs> lying to himself. I, I understand that he's looking at things through a different scope, but they're not doing the things that they need to do to win yeah. games because if they were, they would have been winning these games because they're a good team. They're a top three seed in the Western Conference uh, to your team, and it's just it's just not happening for them. No, it's not, and I mean, I kind of wish that we could sit here and pinpoint like what they need to do to kind of figure things out, but I think that's just something that's going to have to come to them. And I really like Billy Donovan's answer uh, to this question. He was asked kind of, you know, where is this team's mindset right now, uh, talking about this loss and how this is their third straight and just kind of where they are as the end of the season is approaching. And he straight up said, you know, I think it takes games like this to really click in their heads. I think it takes tough losses and uh, disappointing nights just to kind of turn something on, like flip a switch in your head as the postseason is starting to approach and when things are really, really important. And the way that you perform out on a court uh, that given night, that's going to affect an extreme outcome of whether you're going to be playing in the postseason, who you're going to be playing in the postseason, and how far you're going to go. So, I mean, I completely agree. I think, you know, right now they're going to have a little bit of a reality check just because things are going so far south for them right now. But, um, I mean, really, hopefully what Billy was saying is very logical when he says that it does need to take a little bit of like a, now, these aren't exactly his words, but kind of like like an ass kicking just to kind of turn turn it on and like kick it into gear. But I mean, that's exactly what they have had the past three nights. It's just been disappointment after disappointment. And uh, I think something's going to start clicking for him soon. I think what would be a huge thing for this Thunder team, and I, I know it's easier said than done, would to be 
have Terrence Ferguson back to uh, the way he was shooting, which I know he was shooting at a ridiculous clip there for a while before All-Star break. And um, I know it's easier said than done, but they really need another person to, to do that for him. And I wouldn't say he's disappeared because he's so athletic and he shoots so well, but he has not been the player that he was. And I feel like someone like that would really help this team. Yeah, I mean, Terrence, I mean, bless his heart. The Thunder did make, you know, I don't want to ignore the fact that the Thunder did make a run, and they kind of made it not just interesting. They actually gave themselves a really good chance to win the game, but that's what this team does, I mean, except for that Golden State game. Uh, no team can blow them out, and no one can blow them out unless, of course, except Golden State. Um, they, they made their run. They got it down to within six with about two minutes left. Uh, Madison and I were walking back into the tunnel, so it was around the two-minute mark. And the Thunder got a steal. Paul George dribbles down the floor on the break and gives it up to Terrence Ferguson, who had an open look. He, he would have either hit the, hit the layup or got fouled. And the ball bounces right off of his hands, uh, turnover, Thunder, and that was pretty much it. I think the uh, Heat hit a three on the, uh, on the uh, ensuing possession. That was all she wrote. And, uh, I mean, Terrence, I mean, bless his heart, he's a 20-year-old. Um, he definitely, I mean, from what you told me, Madison, guy takes things extremely hard still right. I mean he's still a young player this is his really his first foray into like serious minutes uh right. as a starter I mean last year he was in spot duty and played really inconsistently in terms of rotational minutes um this is his really his first like it's on you now you're yeah. a starter you're looked looked upon to help shut down the opponent's best perimeter player you're looked upon to hit timely shots because you have that talent it's not working for him tonight and then tonight he has that really unfortunate play to potentially um, just just pretty much ended the Thunder's run from there. Right. And then tonight, he uh, some people pointed this out on Twitter, screenshotted it. Um, Terrence is not very happy with himself or probably with fans right now. Put out that screenshot on Instagram on his story with just a black screen that said SMD. And if you know what that means, then good for you. I'm not going to say it on a podcast that kids listen to that we uh, really appreciate. We always appreciate our listeners, no matter what their age is. No matter the age. So, um, yeah, just it's just unfortunate. Um, but maybe, you know, maybe Terrence Ferguson and then in a kind of a larger scope, the Thunder, like you were saying, Madison, maybe Terrence and the team, they kind of need something like this. Right. Another game where they either led and then let the lead go away and then they end up winning or they're getting destroyed from start to finish, but then they come back and make a valiant effort and it's just like, oh, okay, we, we almost had it. You know, another one of those examples probably wouldn't have done this team any good if they do turn it around. Maybe they did need something like this tonight. No, I, I really do think they do. And, I mean, that is kind of unfortunate because I was talking to Brady about Terrence and how he was just very low on himself in the locker room. He would barely really even talk. And, I mean, I, want, I really do want to emphasize and hope that people realize that these guys really do take it rough when things don't go right, and especially with a guy like Terrence who is 20, 21. I'm not even quite sure. He's probably still 20, but he's a young guy. Uh, like Brady said, he's taken on such a larger role this season, and I'm not sitting here saying give him uh, empathy by any means, but it's more of like a, you know, just kind of put yourself in their shoes for a minute. Things are going pretty south right now, but um, like things are going to be okay. Like life is going to go on. Uh, there, it is a lot more about just, there's a lot more to basketball than just basketball. So it just, I don't know. It was a little bit unfortunate. I hope that this team does understand that this fan base is still behind them. And 
uh, just wherever they go from here. I, I know it's going to be rough, but maybe something will click because, I mean, like I said, they, they've uh, kind of had their booties handed to them the past three games, and it's just it hasn't been exactly refreshing to watch for them. So I think they're going to learn from it. I'm trying to be optimistic about it. I don't know how everyone else will feel, but – uh, I don't know. Everyone else is mad, Madison. Everyone's mad. I think everyone just, like, wants to be mad. I, I sometimes want to be mad, but I'm trying to be optimistic. I don't know. Derek, are you mad? Oh, I'm ticked. Oh, okay. I am. I am. He's so foaming insane. at the mouth. Uh, Derek and I went into the heat locker room uh, so I could watch Dwayne Wade sit down in his underwear one last time. It's a special moment for me. That no, that's weird. That's. Weird. I was thinking of you the whole night, Brady. I was like, I am so happy Brady's getting this opportunity. Like this, this was huge, guys. Was I was, really, I was super professional was yesterday on St. Patrick's Day. I, I had a good little time. I had a few adult beverages, but then I told myself at some point around seven or eight. You know what? Dwayne Wade's coming to town tomorrow. I need to be on. I need be to on be my sharp. Best behavior. I need to be sharp. I don't want to be sweating through my suit. So uh, yeah. With that though. Um, we are going to send it out to questions and comments. Which I feel like we have um, a lot tonight. We had a lot the other night, which yeah. makes sense. It's Golden State um, Saturday night. That that's going to happen. Disappointing yeah. loss. Um, we have a lot more tonight, <laughs> and I'll try and get through a few really quickly before I can, you know, open the floor up to the rest of you guys. Um, few few friends. I'll just say, Kamir Morabian at Boomtown um, RW asks, "Why did my wife leave me?" And that's a really good question. That's a great question, that's sir. A, I uh, don't sorry. have an answer you for know, you. You know, it never fails. And I think I've told you this, Madison, so Derek, all ears on me. Um, one of the funniest things I ever see on Twitter is whenever Woj, like, drops a Woj bomb, you know, you click it. Like, if you have it on notification, you get it, then I'll click it to see, like, all the replies. It never fails. The first reply to, like, um, Russell Westbrook has signed a max extension deal with the Oklahoma City Thunder the first reply my wife left me it's so funny I don't I don't know why it always brings a smile to my face um next question and I will um um, Derek this is for you okay um this comes from friend of the podcast who's been on the show before I believe was that um I think the first Minnesota game when uh I think Nerland's got hurt uh, George Stoya. Yes, the, that was the game. Yeah, George Stoya from the OU Daily asks, and this is again for you, Derek. Do the Thunder suck or is it just me? The floor is now yours. George, it is just you, and I'm going to tell you why. <laughs> it's because you don't follow me back on Twitter, and I'm really salty about it. Oh, 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 burn. oh my goodness. George. You just got burned, George. George. George, he's Hollywood now. He, we he we young he... media members have to look out for each other here. <laughs> and I don't have the follow back, so I feel a little betrayed. All right. Well,. It'll be this podcast episode's mission. This is what, episode 71? Yes. Yeah, episode 71's mission to get George Stoya to follow Derek Parker on Twitter. I so. will start a Twitter campaign for it. Um, <clears throat> Scott, at S. Godkins, Godkins, okay, S. Godkins, my bad, um, Ask yes, but feel free to respond here. Why in the hell do they play so many games? It's just been the way it has been. They get real bored. Um... Yeah, they got to stretch out the season somehow, and it's a long season. <laughs> um, really quick, I will say, I, I, I get the argument for like a shortened season, um, and I would love it because I mean it would just make when when the strike season happened back in 2010, and they had those they or 2011 or 2012, I can't remember what it was, and they had 50 games in the season. Every single game meant a little bit more, and it was a much more exciting season. It just, it was more exciting. That would be cool. But again, if they drop it to 70, they have to change all these records. Mm-hmm. So many records are dependent upon the fact that these guys play 82 damn games. 
So uh, that's probably why they don't want to ruffle too many historical feathers there. Um, I think they're just trying to keep everyone on their toes, you know? Yeah, they're making everybody tired. They're um, making me tired. At Bud Howard 6 asks, what do you think is wrong with this team? Because they're always there's always stretches where they look like world beaters, and then they can also look like the Cavaliers without LeBron. <laughs> um, I mean, that's you could really say that about any NBA yeah. team if you watch them every single night. You can say that about any NBA team. But, I mean, I, I certainly understand the sentiment. Uh, I mean, just we've talked about it on this podcast, and I think we just did earlier on this show. Um, they do look like a team that is poised for a deep playoff run, and then all of a sudden they look like, yep, they're out in four in the first yeah. round. But um, it's not a – like, you, we can't sit here and say, well, we saw this team do this last year. This is a second year. Um, it's not a pattern yet, so I'm going to withhold judgment on this team by saying, oh, yeah, they're a first-round exit because they were out in six last year in disappointing fashion. There's still a lot of games left to be played even in this season, and they can potentially turn it on in the postseason, so um, I'll just withhold judgment for now. Yeah, and I agree with Brady. I mean, I think every team kind of has this weird stretch, regardless of where it is in the season. It just happens to be right now for Oklahoma City. Um, I think every team just has that weird stretch where it looks very detrimental to their postseason appearance. And that's kind of what's going on for the Thunder right now because I think people are starting to lose a lot of confidence. And, I mean, it's very apparent if you get on Twitter and everyone's like, the Thunder suck, oh, the world's ending, like, I don't know what to think. But, I mean, if you look at it into retrospect, there is so much more that did happen in this season that was good. Uh, I mean, yes, they've had bad stretches, but, I mean, look at any team. They've also had bad stretches. So I wouldn't just look at this little stretch they're having right now and just say, oh, well, they're going to be out in the first round. Like, there's no hope for this team. They're not even playoff contenders anymore. I mean, maybe, but kind of what Brady said and what I've been preaching, like, the entire couple weeks that we've been panicking about this team a little bit, um, anything can happen at any given moment, and things can flip, like, at the drop of a pen. So, I mean – I don't know. There are, there are a lot of games to be played, what, 13, 12, something like that. So, I mean, anything can happen. So, I'm not like, I don't know. That's that's all I got to say about that. Yeah, like Brady and Madison said, every team goes through their, their inconsistent stretches of basketball. But I think, and don't, don't blame me too bad for this, but I think a lot of what makes OKC look so inconsistent is Russell Westbrook's play. And I don't mean that necessarily in a bad way, but we have – We'll see night in, night out. He'll play like an MVP candidate one night, and then the next night, shoot not so great. So, and it's not, all nights aren't going to be like the two for 18 night, but I think it just makes them look more inconsistent than than they are when their best or second best player is playing inconsistently like Russell Westbrook. Yeah, I think a lot of it is they just, they need, as a theme, overall theme for this team, they need Paul George to be the scoring alpha. Mm -hmm. They They can't. We've, we've seen Russ Westbrook be the scoring alpha, and we've seen how far that takes this team. So um, if they want if they want to try something different, they just have to get Paul back to where he was. And he, he's starting to – I think he's probably back to where he was prior. Just tonight it would have been nice to have Russell Westbrook. Who knows what could right. have happened. Um, uh, next is from – I believe this is your boy, Madison, right? Connor versus everybody. Yeah, at Grande Padre 94. <clears throat> is Nick Collison the savior we need? Yes. Yep. Next. <laughs> um, let's see. Oh, I, I lost them. Let's see. Is that even a question? I mean, it's, it's you know, it's, it's, it's true is what it is. It's very true. Um, Shane Falco, my favorite quarterback of all, to- all time in, in movies, um, at Sooner Magic 16, is there any way to get that unlucky loves patch 
um, off the jersey like right now. Yes, I will go in there and cut it off now, and then I will get suspended from the arena and probably put in jail. Yeah, we are living in the o, uh, the Thunder are zero and two since the Love's patch was added uh, era so far. So. Yikes. Yeah, yikes. It Not looked, looking good. I sat closer. It looked uglier. Um, it looked bad on the white jerseys. At Levi, with a lot of numbers, Levi says, My little sister thought the Loves patches were Pikachus. Me too. They should have been Pikachus. They'd probably play better. They'd probably be better if they were Pikachus. <laughs> uh, Julius Reck, at Julius underscore Reck. Thank you so much for the awesome questions, Julius. Um, how is that, considering this team's standing and recent slide, they continue to have this unwarranted hubris when they play certain opponents. Oh, I like the word, hubris. Also, words. <laughs> also, is T-Ferg really that shooter we saw back in November, December, or, and where's the wor- where in the world is this urgency? I'll do the T-Ferg one first. I think, Julius, I think you were referring to January, or December, January, and uh, beginning of February, because uh, Ferg, at the beginning of the year in November, I think missed his first 13 threes, which is why his three-point percentage was so terrible, even when he was shooting really well. Um, I, I think Terrence is that shooter because he's he's talented. He's a very talented offensive player in terms of um, when he's able to harness that athleticism, when he's able to get shots off in rhythm. He, he doesn't have a broken shot like Andre Robertson. He's not a lost cause offensively. Um, I Now, he's not 41% on four or five attempts, no, but he could, I think he's probably you know a 37 guy on three attempts, which – they would love to have that type of Terrence Ferguson since the All Star break, thirty seven percent on three attempts. He just hasn't it just hasn't been there. But again, this is his first foray as a starter, and there are going to be a lot of ups and downs. He's still a young player. He's still learning, and um, you know this postseason will be really good for him because it, again, that'll be his first exposure to like what real NBA basketball is all about. So we'll see how he can respond. But the leap that he was able to make from year one to year two, you've got to think year two to year three could potentially be a similar uh, uh, jump in his production. Yeah, and I mean, like, I feel like Ferg is still in the development stage of his professional career right now. Yes, it is his second year, and he did uh, go through a good – I I personally think he went through a pretty good learning stretch last season as a rookie, but now coming in as a second year, automatically thrown into the starting lineup, just having a lot of responsibility on himself. He had a kid. I mean, just a lot has happened for Ferg in a year. And so, I mean, you got to look at even some outside factors. A lot of things can impact these guys in the way they play and the way they grow within this league, especially within the organization they're in. And so I think right now for Ferg, yeah, he's kind of not sagged off in where he was very strong at one point. But, I mean, yeah, he's not looking like the same player when it comes to little aspects like that. But I think right now it's a good time for him to kind of insert himself where he is really needed in helping this team. I mean, he's had really great games on defense. He's really improved in certain areas like that. Uh, Yeah, he did have that really great stretch where he was definitely the guy to be taking those kinds of shots. I mean, tonight he went three of nine from the three-point line, so I think he's really working hard to get back to where he used to be. And so it's kind of a refreshing thing to see that he isn't going to let that go quite yet. I mean, yeah, it hasn't been working for him, but he could, you know, just give it up and say, like, oh, I don't want to even do that anymore because it's not going well. But he's still getting out there. He's still trying to be a valiant effort out there on the court when he does have playing time. So I'm going to give it up for Ferg and just say that things things will change for him. He just has a lot to learn still. Yeah. Um, I guess the other questions. The oh, ur- yeah, there were more. Sorry. Yeah, I guess <laughs> the other question with, like, the urgency. I mean, Madison said Billy is pretty much saying, yeah, 
this is the urgent time of the season now and that things need to change. Paul kind of said something similar, although he kind of downplayed it at the same time. And then your first question, Julius, I mean, that's kind of what this team was last year. Um, they're, the Thunder are they're a very confident team. They do not panic, and at times it's to their detriment because I don't think that they do a very good job of understanding that urgency because we didn't see that last year at all. No. Um, we saw it towards the end of the regular season when they had to win those games in Houston and at Miami, and they did. And you thought, okay, now they're on a good little slide going into the uh, postseason. And that, of course, evaporated after game one. So um, time will tell. Time will certainly tell with this team as they get into the postseason. Um, Let's see. Let's go through a few really quickly uh, (laughs) because Cody McChicken says, I'm dead inside. Good old Um, McChicken. He's an avid listener. Our our good friend Todd Todd Lizenby from the Dylan and Todd show from 9 to noon at Monday through Friday on 107.7 The Franchise, 107.9 Tulsa, just posts a gif of Eddie Murphy saying, why? (laughs) Exactly. That's what a lot of fans are thinking That's what I'm thinking. Um, Let's see. Um... Uh, at 61 Glasgow, uh, Glasgow Austin, uh, you asked, what do you think the co- is the th- cause of the Thunder's recent struggles? I think we've kind of answered that question here and there. Um, so hopefully you got a, a, a good enough answer throughout the podcast. Um, let's see. At Langdon Subia asks, is a coaching change in the near future for the Thunder? I'm just going to say that um, really quickly. No. Um, yeah, the the Thunder love Billy Donovan. Um, they're happy with each other, and it's going to be that way for the foreseeable future. Yeah. Um, Patrick Robertson at Pat 2000 uh, Why is everyone freaking out? Seriously, in the last 10 games, the Thunder are 4-6. and six. At the same time, the Invincible Golden State Warriors are 5-5 five and five with 18-17 and 17 record against 500 teams and above. Reality check. Yeah. Um, Boom! When, I like that. When the Thunder were going through, um, when this bad stretch really started, um, you just looked at the standings and everybody had like six and four records, five and five records. Um, it's just that time of year where good teams, if they're going to go through a bad stretch, it's always after the All-Star break. And um, it's just human nature. You're tired. You, you've, you've proven what you've wanted to prove um, throughout most of the year. Let's just get to the postseason and get it over with. And sometimes yep. that's a good mindset to have. If you're Golden State, if you're the Thunder and haven't proved, proven anything, then it's like, well, you're not giving yourself a lot of credit going into the uh, uh, playoffs. Yeah, so... <laughs> Der- Derek had no answer there. <laughs> I was zoned out. You I'm just left Derek speechless. No, you're totally fine. So I was just going to say, yeah, I agree. There's really not, like, a reason to freak out right now. Uh, I mean, yes, I can see why Thunder fans are a little panicked about uh, how the postseason is going to go just because they haven't looked entirely uh, strong enough to make it through the first round uh, this past week or so. Um, yeah, that's definitely a present thing uh, and an ongoing issue that the Thunder are going to have to deal with and kind of find a way out of that. But at the same time, I agree, you know, it's not time to panic right now. Every team is kind of going through weird things right now. Like Golden State just fell to the Spurs tonight. You know, things are just, things are weird. So, I mean, it's it's nothing to get too panicked about yet. Maybe it would be time to panic if the Thunder lost, I don't know three more straight after this making it six straight maybe it would be a time to kind of uh take a step back and think like wow maybe this team is not to where uh people thought they were kind of earlier on but i mean right now i think it's just good to take a uh take oh my gosh take a couple of deep breaths you need to take a deep breath i need to take a deep breath because i have no words tonight my goodness (laughs) it's hard words are hard but 
it's just good to take a couple of deep breaths, kind of take a step back and see the good things that this team has done and the fact that they still are playoff contenders right now because I think things are going to get better. I don't think it's time to panic, and that's just my personal opinion. And last but not least, Ben Arnoble won. Ask, ben. as the season comes to an end and the playoffs not far off, do you think the individual players will learn or lean in more to the system of their individual strengths? I've always thought that Grant is best close to the rim, but he's uh, been needing to be a three-point shooter. Will Russ play hero facilitate? Um, Grant has been probably the one player that has not had a bad long stretch of, of, of disappointing play. He's yeah. been so consistent. Um, he's still, I mean, even in this bad stretch where Ferguson's fallen off, Schroeder's fallen off from the three-point line, Grant has still pretty much been the same 38, 39% guy um, just on three attempts. And yes, I mean, Ben, you're right. He's a much better player around the rim. He can finish with the best of them. Um, he's very long, very lengthy. He's 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 dynamite in the paint. Right. Um, I think if this were the postseason, I think Billy would strategery mm. <laughs> use some some strategery to get him closer to the rim. Uh, I mean, tonight the thun- uh, the Heat ran zone and it really screwed with the Thunder because they just couldn't hit shots, and so they kind of needed Jeremy to do some things on the perimeter, but he just was like, no, nah, I'm going to put the ball on the floor because I'm kind of <laughs> good at it. But, um, yeah, I mean, I agree. Um, I agree with that. But um, uh, will Russ play hero or facilitate? Oh, man. Um, I, I think know, we've man. all seen this movie before, but, you know, I'm going to hold out a little bit of hope for Russell and the Thunder for the postseason just because I've seen a lot of great basketball this year. I have really no reason to believe that it, that um, that they'll just go back to all their weaknesses. But, um, we, we've seen it before, so it's definitely it's not a hot take. No, I mean I don't even really have that much to add on to it. Um, yeah, Brady, I think I, you just uh, kind of hit the, hit the what is it? The hammer on the nail. That's the right saying. That thing. That thing. I actually uh, I think Russ is gonna try and be the the facilitator for this team. You saw in the stretch of games where Paul George wasn't playing. I really thought Russ would be the 25, 30 shot attempts a game guy but he really he did what he's been doing all season and I don't think that he's gonna throw that away in the playoffs I think he's gonna keep deferring to the the passing and facilitating and with that um we're gonna wrap it up because the arena the floor is almost wrapped up because if you couldn't hear from all the noise so apologies <laughs> for all the noise but uh we soldiered through it um we did it yeah we did it um Next time we talk to you guys, we will have seen Nick Collison's jersey be lifted up right above our heads into the rafters on Wednesday nights. The Thunder will take on the Raptors. Uh, somebody will be here who was here recently. Um, he just played and lost. Uh, the Warriors lost tonight against San Antonio, so which now puts the Thunder at the sixth seed. Uh, the Spurs are ahead of the Thunder, um, not only in the loss column, win column, uh, they also have the tiebreaker over them, so uh, it's, it's, oh, it's, God. the West is getting hairy. Uh, Derek, once again, thank you so much for stopping Thanks, by. Thanks, Derek. Doing Absolutely. a good job. Thank you so much for joining us once again. Um, everybody, thank you guys so much for listening to the OKC82 podcast. Really, really appreciate it. Um, still working on like some fun stuff. We want to get you guys some prizes and try to encourage more subscribers. So um, um, all of our current listeners that have been really good at um, asking questions, we won't forget you guys. Uh, once we get the prizes all kind of divvied out and, and kind of understand what we can give away. Um, but just a heads up for uh, future reference. We won't forget you guys, and we appreciate y'all. But, uh, we won't forget you. Yeah. But uh, for Derek Parker and Miss Madison Morris, this is Brady Trantham saying goodnight from Oklahoma City. 
See y'all later. Bye.